In his sermon in October of 2010, Huzura Yadda Aziz explained that the history of the holiday of Halloween is based on superstition and idolatry, shirk, and that history carries significance. Even though with the excuse of it being innocent fun, if people celebrate it or if our children are, are involved in it, that doesn't erase the historical significance that that holiday has. And we as Ahmadis should be conscious of that. We should be aware that anything that we do should carry a purpose and a wisdom in it. And if any custom or holiday or action has its roots in idolatry, in the way that Halloween does, then it's something that we should abstain from. And also Huzur said and explained that from a perspective of the dignity of an Ahmadi child, it goes against the standard that we want to exist among our Ahmadi children right from their youth, that they would go around wearing a costume and going from door to door asking people for candy. That in principle is something that is objectionable. It's something that a person should very much dislike. So for this reason, Hazur explained that the wearing of a costume, it carries a history that is rooted in idolatry and superstition. The giving of candy and the taking of candy, both of these they carry a history that is rooted in, rooted in superstition. And all of these actions didn't come out of nowhere. It is not ancient history either. So these are points when it comes to idolatry and shirk and also in establishing the unity of God that we must be uh, cognizant of. Now, there's clarity on the wearing of costumes. I think mostly we as Ahmadis, we understand that we should not be wearing costumes and our children should not be wearing costumes, and also that we shouldn't go from door to door asking people for candy. But one ambiguity that remains in the minds of some people is that what about giving candy to people who come to our door? What should a person do in that situation? As we're in that same Friday sermon in October of 2010, explained some of the problems and social issues that arise as a result of Halloween. And he explained that uh, it happens where teenagers, they start to become aggressive and they harass people. And this causes a problem in society and also creates a headache for parents. This is something that I think we also see in our society as well, in this society. Sometimes people's houses get egged. There's other types of light vandalism that are done, just harassment in general that happens. So this is something that creates a level of restlessness, as Hazur described, in society in a sort of spirit of disrespect that otherwise wouldn't exist towards elders, towards parents. So in this particular situation, there Hazur said that an exception can exist. In one of his question-answer sessions, a girl asked Hazur that, you know, what if someone comes to our door, can we give people candy on Halloween? And Hazur said specifically that to avoid harassment, to avoid any type of fighting, there a person can give candy. So in the specific context of avoiding harassment, there's nothing objectionable about it. This is similar to a guidance that Hazrat Masimah gave on bribery. He explained that a bribe is when a person gives money to an official in order to usurp someone else's right. When they give that money to give themselves an advantage over somebody else that they don't deserve and they shouldn't have. And so someone else is deprived of their rights because we used our money to buy access or to buy a right that they should have had equal opportunity to. That's a bribe. But Hazur said that there are many times, and he explained, where officials, they um, are not depriving someone else of their rights, but they simply 
ask or demand money just to do their actual responsibility itself. So in such a situation, Huzur said that that's not bribery. There to give money to that official is like giving, throwing a few crumbs of food or throwing a piece of bread to a dog to keep it from biting us. So in a situation where a person is not taking part in doing anything wrong, but is only avoiding a harm of someone else doing something wrong to them, there it doesn't come under the category of bribery. So here also, if a person has no intention of celebrating Halloween or participating in the customs of Halloween, but simply for the purpose of avoiding harassment, if a person gives some teenagers or some kids candy and has some candy in their home to give to somebody who insists and harasses them at their door, then that's in no way can be described as participating in the holiday of Halloween. So for us in our society here in the United States, the solution is simple. I mean, obviously we don't participate in Halloween. We don't wear costumes. We, our children shouldn't be wearing costumes. They shouldn't go and from door to door asking people for candy. But also in our society, there's just a general unwritten rule. On the evening of Halloween, you just turn the lights off outside of your house or in the front living room of your house. And everyone understands that this is a household where they're not celebrating Halloween, where they're not participating. People don't come to your door. And that's sufficient to be able to, uh, you know, give our message that we don't partic we don't participate in this holiday. If despite that, people still or someone still comes to our door and is insistent and harasses, then in that situation, Huzur said that a person can give them candy. That's a specific answer that Huzur gave. And in that case, a person wouldn't be taking part in anything that has any history of shirk because their intention is completely separate and different from that. So. This is the guidance that Huzur has given us on the way that we should conduct ourselves on Halloween when it comes to uh, wearing costumes, when it comes to asking for candy, and also when it comes to giving candy. Now, these are just small points. Now, there's a greater principle behind it. We just have to discuss these technicalities because these questions arise. People have these questions and they want to know the answer, the technical and specific answer to these questions. Otherwise, the more important point is the grander principle behind it, which is that we as Ahmadis have an identity and we have principles. And our objective is to spread that identity and to convince others of it. It is to, be, to influence others, not to be influenced by others. And our actions should carry a wisdom, whatever action it is. We should not mindlessly do something just because it's a social custom, just because people pressure us into it, just because it's a social pressure or a custom that's around us in society. So if there's a holiday and a custom that has its history and idolatry, even if it seems like something small and subtle to us, but if it goes against our principles even in the slightest way, then we should have the resolve, just out of principle at the very least, to be able to say that, no, it's just not something that I participate in and I'm not going to be pressured into participating in, in it. If a person can have resolve in such small, low-stakes situations like this, then it can be expected of that Ahmadi that he has the character and the spine and the resolve to be able to obey his Khalifa and stand by his principles when there's actually a situation that has higher stakes, where there's actually danger on the line. So this is a demonstration of our character and our standing by our principles. If a person capitulates under the pressure that's put on them by children, then what can possibly be expected of that person when they are pressured by adults? If a person can't even stand for what his Khalifa has told him is what is right and what his principles have told him that what is right, when he's put under pressure by children, then we can accurately make an estimate about that person that he definitely struggles with standing by his principles and his identity as a Muslim whenever it comes into conflict with any other social pressures that he faces in his life, whether it comes from his work or his school or any other adults that he encounters in his life. 
that person definitely would struggle with his identity there as well. So if a person can pass these small tests, these small opportunities that we have to form our identity, to understand our history, a person's identity is not just formed by their present, but it is formed by their past, their religious past, their cultural past, and their spiritual past. If a person can found themselves in that reality and in that identity, then that Ahmadi and that individual can have the character that is needed to be able to make the sacrifices that are necessary to achieve our grand mission. That person can, in principle, have the qualities that are necessary to influence others rather than being influenced by others. So this is some of the broader points and character points that we learn in, in the time of these types of holidays. And Halloween is just a small example of that. It shouldn't be a stumbling block. It should just be a small opportunity to solidify ourselves on principles that we otherwise are practicing on a daily basis. If a person is struggling with this, then it would be reasonable to think that this person must be struggling with his principles and his identity in most other parts of his life. So the real important point is not about Halloween. It's not about trick-or-treating. It's not about costumes, about the technicalities of when you can give candy or not. The real point is about our identity as Ahmadis.